Welcome to the Rough Road Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Steele. Today, I have a special guest. I've known this woman for 20 years, since December of 1996. I met her when I was a missionary in Connecticut. She's my very first dinner appointment. And just after Christmas, actually. And I went there every week for five months. So it's my mother-in-law. Sharon Valentino, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I know that was a terrible introduction. Okay. Um, Sharon Valentino, excuse me, I get very emotional, so... I win. I just won $50 right there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sharon Valentino, I was, excuse me, um, born in New Haven, Connecticut. And... My parents, I'm a parent of five children, I'm sorry. You're a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of five, right? So, yes, my parents had five children. I had two older brothers and two younger brothers. So you're right in the middle. I was the only girl right in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I was married in 1972. I have three daughters, Renee. Monica and Carla. Renee and Monica are twins, and they were born in 1974, and Carla was born in 1976, and I got divorced in 1978. The twins were four, and Carla was two. So I raised them as a single parent. And never remarried. So, before I go on and talk about... What we're going to talk about. The struggles and trials of being a single parent. I just wanted to um, go over a little bit about a few struggles that my parents had. They were great, great parents. And the first one that came to my mind, I remember my oldest brother came down with rheumatic fever. What's his name? James. Jim. Jim. When he was 12. And he was in the hospital in New Haven for one solid year. Um, I can't remember much, but I, you know, why, why he was there for a whole year, I have no idea. But How much older was he than you? Eight years. So you were like three or four. Yeah. And, um, I don't know how my mom did it because she didn't drive. She didn't have her license. And she would take the bus into into the city to go to the hospital. I never went with her, so she must have made arrangements for myself and my younger brother. But she would go every day (coughs) into the hospital to see him. She did that for a solid year. Did your your dad work? Yes. In that time? So he was was working, so she would leave you Mm -hmm. with somebody. Do you remember staying with anyone? I can't, no. Probably your grandma and grandpa, maybe? No, that... Um, um, both sets of grandparents um, were deceased. 
So maybe a neighbor, because we were close with the neighbors. But um, and when he when he got out of the hospital, he wasn't able to come home. He had to go to a, a rest home, like a convalescent home, for another year. And over there, she was only we were only able to go on the weekends to see him. Why so, did he have to go to the rest home? You don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know how bad the rheumatic fever was. But he wasn't allowed, after the year in the hospital, he wasn't allowed to come home. He had to go to a rest home for another year. I wonder if it was so he could learn how to walk again or learn certain things again. Possibly. I can't remember very much. I do remember one Sunday we went there as a family. And especially my mom, she was very disappointed because when we got there, um, my brother Jim had gone in to see a movie. They were able to see movies on Sunday. And so we weren't able to see him. <laughs> so we drove my, of course, my dad drove, and <clears throat> we drove back home. And that's the only one time I can remember going to visit him. Possibly a couple other times, because I can still remember and see the facilities, the grounds and everything. But after that year in the rest home, he, he came home. And... Um, Did he um, seem different? I can't, I can't remember, but um, do you remember him before he before he got sick, or not really? Not really, no. But I remember my um, my other older brother, the one that was two years younger than Jim, Chuck. Um, he would say that he got very spoiled because he would get everything he wanted. Jim and would, yeah. Jim would be in a way for two <laughs> years. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> That was one one of the struggles that they went through with the children, and and before that, I should have mentioned um, my dad. When my dad, um, I was only, golly, you know, I don't even know if I was born when this happened, but my dad was a truck driver, and he was in an accident, and this accident, he was in. It, it wasn't his fault. He was in the company truck driving, and it wasn't his fault. But um, through this accident, he lost an eye. And he had to go into New York City, to a hospital in New York City, for the series of operations that he had to have on his eye. And that's where he had a glass eye made that he wore. That's how I remember my dad with his he had a gloss eye and the company that he was working for paid his hospital bills and paid for the glass eye and that was it no other compensation did he receive and he he lost an eye from this accident mm. and when he was in the hospital in New York City of course my mom never got to go see him and I don't know how long he was there. I have no idea. But that was one of the, the first major trials that they went through. Then when my brother had neurotic fever. And then my youngest brother, at three and a half, he um, passed away from leukemia. I could remember, like, uh, the last year he was alive. He would have to go in and out of the hospital for blood transfusions. And... 
when he would come home, he was um, he was all bloated. What's the reason for that? I don't know. But any time he would come home after having a blood transfusion, he his little body was all bloated. It was like a little balloon. But he was only three and a half years old when he passed away. And it was really hard on my parents. I'm sure but, it was hard on the whole family. But, you know, they had four other children. They had the two older ones and myself and my other younger brother, who was two years younger than me, my brother Ernie. But through the love that they had, and great love, they got through it. They had to. We, they had other kids. But they were able to com- compartmentalize it. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> those are the three major things that stand out to me of how strong they were and being able to get through that. Um, they they depended on one another and they made it. They were married for, I think, 58 years before my dad passed away. So anyways, getting back to me. About how, long, how long did your mom live before, after that? After my dad passed away, yeah. she, um, my dad died in 1987. And my mom died nine years later in uh, 1996. So when in 96 was it? October. Oh, it was right before I, it was right before I um, met you. October of 96, she passed away. Wow. So. um, I hear she was a hoot. She was. (laughs) (laughs) She was a hoot. But. strong lady she was very strong so getting back to to myself as being a single parent as I said when I got divorced Monica and Renee were four and Carla was two and I never remarried and um, the, the hardest thing was after my divorce was um, my ex-husband and I, we had a home together, but for personal reasons, I quick claimed deed the house to him, which meant I gave up all my legal rights to that house. So now we needed a place to live. And now this is like in 1978, so I would go and look for an apartment and call up and see if uh, we can come and see it. and. It was really difficult because I remember calling this one man and he just came out and asked me if I was married and I told him no, I just got divorced. And he asked if I had children. I said, yeah, I have three young, three young girls. And he asked if I worked. And at this time, no, I didn't. And through my divorce, my lawyer had... Uh, recommended that I go on state aid because my um, ex-husband was unemployed at the time. So I went on to state aid. And so when I told this man, 
He said, oh, no, I'm not going to. He just came right out and told me I'm not going to rent to you. you know, divorced, three kids, don't work. Oh, no, you're going to have a hard time finding an apartment. And I did. I had a really hard time finding an apartment. So what we did was I couldn't live with my parents because they had just recently sold their house and uh, moved into a senior complex. And you could go and stay there for a couple of days, but then you would have to leave. You weren't allowed to have anybody like living with you. So um, I went and stayed a couple time, couple nights with my brothers, but they were raising their families and didn't really have the room for us. Stayed a couple nights at friend's house. And believe it or not, we even nights slept in the old car that I had go to like um an area an area that I knew was safe and we did that for quite a while and then quite a mini camping trip in your yeah in your there video. you go <laughs> getting our clothes out of the trunk <laughs> but um <clears throat> park by a creek so you can go take a bath the next morning one one of my brothers um had us move in with him for a couple of weeks I would say and it was it was okay but it, it was difficult you know they there really wasn't much room for us so um, we stayed there for a little bit but not very long but fortunately um, my brother and his wife knew of this man that had a, a, a rental in West Haven and he's my brother told him the situation. He said, sure, you know, I'll rent her. We have a first floor available. So with that, we were able to move in there. It's the first floor um, in West Haven. And um, <laughs> didn't have much to move in. I had my um, bedroom set that I took with me because it was the set that I uh, brought into the marriage. It was my bedroom set that I, I had growing up. It was my parents uh, that they bought when they first got married. And so I took that bedroom set with me, which is the set I still have today. Where did you keep that after you left? Um, my brother um, had like um, a little warehouse because they were, they were in the carpet business back then. And they would um, have, they had a warehouse where they would store the carpeting. Right. So they made room in there for my bedroom set and some clothes. Cause that's, that's all I took when I left was just the bedroom set and some clothes. And that was it. So here we move into the apartment with my bedroom set <laughs> and our clothes. <clears throat> but it was a nice apartment. It was the first floor. In a, in a decent area, and so um, was that in New Haven or was it West Haven? West Haven, yeah. And um, we all slept together in my queen size bed, and so we all slept together. And eventually, we got um, one of my brothers gave us uh, his outdoor patio set for our kitchen set, and um, a friend of mine gave me a sofa and a chair that she was giving away. And we had a little 12-inch screen, I think, black and white television. And um, 
had some dishes and stuff, but that's all we needed. And eventually, uh, friends gave me um, a full-size bed and bunk beds for the girls. Were you working at the time? No, I wasn't. I, I was um, helping my brother. He had, you know, the, this carpet business, right. and I would make appointments for him and take some calls. And I would go to his house. He had, like, a little office. I would go there and um, do that for, for, I would say, a couple of years. And I think it was like I got like $20 a week. <laughs> but um, so now we're, we're moved in and we're all settled and, and we're doing good. The girls started school. Um, and I remember a cousin of mine <clears throat> told me about a lady that was looking for... Um, for someone to work she had a little uh, a cart business in one of the malls and she did little bracelets and necklaces making them personalized with names on them so I went and spoke with her and she said yeah she she hired me and so it was just for Christmas time and so I uh, worked there for this one Christmas and also, I can remember when we learned how to make these necklaces and bracelets, um, what happened, this lady wound up moving. Um, she moved to Vegas, and she was really a very generous lady because she she left me quite a bit of inventory of these little beads. And <clears throat> so I decided, well, maybe I, sh I taught the girls how to make these little bracelets, and we would make bracelets and we decided maybe we could go to some craft fair shows. So I had an old car and I had a table and they helped me tie this table on top of the car. <laughs> and It's off, a wonder it made it there. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> and off we went <clears throat> to the craft shows. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, um, if we made 30 or 40 dollars but we thought it was good money and um we did that for quite a while going to all the different craft shows and uh, the girls were very helpful they loved coming and i did a couple of shows that i had to go stay overnight like um there were a few towns away and so um my mother would come over and stay with the girls and i took a chaise a long chaise lounge chair and that's what I slept in right by my craft table <laughs> <laughs> um people were keep people were camping there overnight but I had this little chaise lounge and I stayed, went to the craft fair for two nights and thought I made good money made like a hundred dollars and um when was this this is back oh goodness this must have been sometime in the early 80s I think, if I remember correctly. Cause and you were still working for your brother at the time, too, right? Yeah, yeah. And what did you do? You said you made, what, $20 a week? Yeah, yeah, just... So $100 in two days, that's that's good yeah, compared thought, to what you were making? Yeah, I thought it was good money. <laughs> so um, we did that for a while, and then um, the girls got older, and they they went to school. And while they were in school... Um, I went and 
well, let me back up a little bit. Let's see, we, that first apartment we lived in, we lived there for seven years. Yeah, for seven years, and um, and they weren't allowed to do anything. No, it was on it was okay. on a busy street, and so um, they weren't allowed to have pencils or anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> the thing is, when I if I did go, if I no, this was this was a little bit later. I'll get into that. So we might an apartment became available right next to my brother. So I thought that would be good if we moved next to him, and then if I did go to work, he and his family are there and can help me with the girls so that's what happened um i um we moved in and um he lived right next to us and i was working like part-time i'll say for sears and i would work at night still the lady who um when i worked for in the mall for her i got to know other vendors and I got to work for another vendor also at night. So I had two part-time jobs. One working for a vendor, they sold clocks made out of um, wood, you know, big pieces of wood they made into clocks. Right. And um, then I would work for Sears in the carpet department. And so, which was good because my brother lived next door and Here's what the girls weren't allowed to do anything. They just weren't allowed to do anything. Um, they were not allowed to use the stove. Because I figure three girls forget, will forget what they're doing and the food beyond the stove cooking and burning. And so they weren't allowed to use the stove, just the microwave they could use. <laughs> and if anything happened, my brother was right there. A lot of times I went to my brother's house for dinner. So um, that went on for a while and then <clears throat> I finally got a, a, a full-time job now by this time the girls I think were older maybe 13 14 no they were younger I'm gonna say maybe 10 and 12 Carlo was 10 the twins are 12 I would say I went to work for um, Subway their headquarters was in Milford Connecticut, and I got a job there uh, working in what they called coordination department, and you were in charge of so many, you were given an area, and you were in charge of all the stores in that area, you were like their contact to, to Subway, the headquarters. They had to take the weekly sales, and if they needed any, um, whatever they needed, I was their contact to call. And I enjoyed that, so I um, worked there, and the girls were going to school, and everything was going along good. You know, we, we had what we needed. We didn't have extra. We just had what we needed, and everything uh, was going along good. And um, this apartment next to my brother, we lived there again for, I want to say, seven or eight years. And the girls were in high school, and they graduated. And um, they, Monica wanted to do her last year of high school out in Utah because we had, we had hosted a, a student from Mexico who wanted to come to the United States to go to school. 
So we hosted her for a year while she went to high school with the girls. And my daughter Monica got in her head and, well, I want to do that. So, Mr. Weed. How does that work when you host someone? Do they pay for that? How does that? No, I no, I didn't get any funds. We just provided a place for her to, to sleep and we fed her. And So that had to been a, put a burden on you financially well, just and everything? A little, it wasn't too, too bad, but... Yeah, um, so she stayed with us for a year and um, <clears throat> graduated from um, West Haven High. So Monica decided she wanted to, to do something like that. So through some connections uh, through our church, she got in touch with a bishop out in Utah, and he said he would host her for a year while she went to high school her senior year. And so um, she had a little part-time job in Connecticut, and she saved up her money and saved up her airfare, and off she went. And she did her last year of high school um, at Provo High. She graduated. And um, after that, she continued to stay there, and she went to... um, I think she started going to, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a BYU or it wasn't Utah Valley. It was a little community college. I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but then it eventually it went to a university. It wasn't UVU? UVCC? Maybe, maybe that was it. That's in Orem. Maybe. So then, um. Renee went to Utah, and she went to a beauty school, Vaughn Curtis Academy. She went to beauty school there. And so I had two of them out in Utah, and Carla finished her high school. She went to Utah. She went to Utah. <laughs> yep. She you're followed, all alone. She followed her sisters. Um, I think of it. Carla drove out with her friend Heather. McFazen. What did they, did they? Whose car did they go in? Heather had a car. Her and Heather took off, and they they, they drove out to. I think they stopped somewhere in the Carolinas. A friend that Heather knew, and then they went on to Utah. And Carla, Monica, and Renee, I think, were living like in the Provo area. Right. And so did Carla. And I thought Carla went to the U. She did. You're right. University of Utah. So that's up in Salt Lake. That's not Provo. But she did live. She did transfer down to uh, UVU. Or not UVU. I guess it's UVU now. It was UVCC then, I think. Uh, you're right. She did live in the Salt Lake area with a friend. Mm-hmm. You're right. You, you remember I didn't. She did. Sandra, I think her friend's name was. She lived with her. Yeah. But anyway, um, they eventually came back home. And Monica um, went on a mission for our church. And when she was on her mission, Renee was going to, but then marriage came into Renee's way. And so Renee got married. That dang marriage. Hmm? 
That dang marriage. That dang marriage, yeah. Always gets in the way. Um, yeah, so um, she got married when Monica was on her mission. And that was in 1996. Renee got married in June of 96. I remember that because in, in October of 96, my mom passed away. So um, Renee, when she got married, her husband was in a family business in Arizona. So she moved to Arizona to be with her husband. And when Monica finished her mission. When was that? Let's see. Was it like March when she got home or something? I March of 97? So. It was so. like the spring of 97. I believe so, yes. She came home and... And she was mad at her. She was mad because she lost <laughs> she lost her uh, her partner there. She lost Renee to, uh, to a man when they got married. Yeah, Monica took it hard. She did. <laughs> and so... Um, so then she decided to move to Atlanta. She did. She moved to Georgia. Because she went um, with a girl that she met on her mission. She moved to Georgia. And while she was there, she went to a, um, she did an internship at a, a salon, a beauty salon. And they taught her. Um, so she, like, she went to school for beauty, you know, beautician. And so... Um, and she was able to work at the salon also. And so Renee was in Arizona married, Monica was in Georgia, and Carla, I think at this time, came back home from Utah. And she went for a short time, maybe a semester or two, to a school out in, um, I in Danbury, I think. A college in Danbury. I believe that's right, I could be wrong. She was working at Subway. And then she came to work at Subway. Yeah. And she worked there until she got her call and went to... Church mission. She went yeah. to... Um, Chile. Chile. Yeah. And that was that was really hard for me because Monica and Renee were away. And Carla was leaving to go to Chile. And there was no way I... Like now missionaries can email and... Back then, I had to I had to just wait for the U.S. Post Office to bring me a letter to let me know if she was in Chile and doing okay. And so that was that was a worry for me, a big worry. But you have to step out in your faith and thinking you know, she's going to be okay, and she was. It was it was hard for her at first in Chile because um, it was in the winter when she went there. It was like I think around New Year's she went there. It was October. She left for her mission in October. Yeah, so it was around December when she actually got to Chile, yeah. And it was winter time here in Connecticut. It was summer there. And it was summer there. Yeah. And her first letter home, she, I can remember her telling me that the roads, all the roads were unpaved and animals just walked, all kinds of animals just walked all over the place. <laughs> mangy animals just walking all over all kinds of animals <laughs> and um she got bitten up by fleas because there were fleas all in that dirt they just attacked her feet because she had sandals on it was summertime 
And so um, she couldn't really get much there because in a very remote area. Right. And so she, Concepcion. South, right. And so um, she said that they put flea collars on their ankles or on the posts of their beds when they're sleeping to keep the fleas away. So <laughs> I had to send her a bunch of flea collars and whatever else she needed. And um, so she was there for um, a little over a year, not quite a year and a half, because by the time she got there, maybe a year and three months, she was in Chile. And uh, the other two girls, now by this time, Monica left Georgia and went out to Arizona to live closer to her sister. So two of them were living in Arizona, and Carla was on her mission, and Carla came home, and Monica came back home, back to Connecticut. And um, then Monica, no, maybe she didn't. She didn't come back to Connecticut. She stayed in Arizona, you're right. She went to Arizona. And she stayed there, right. And Carla came home, and... Um, Monica and her went on a reunion for a missionary reunion. For both their missions, yeah. Out in Utah. Yep. And by this time, uh, when Car I think Carla was on her mission when, uh, you know, before she went, left her mission. You, when you came, Carla that was, was still at home. When I came <laughs> when on my came mission? Here, yeah, Carla yeah, was still at home. Yeah, she was home. That was in December. She was home until that October, and then she went to Concepcion, Chile. Right. And I can remember um, shortly before she came home, I remember you called me and asked me when she was coming home. It was like a week before she got home. I think so. And I said, yeah, in about a week. And so uh, you said you were going to call her. I said, yeah, that'll be great. So. Yeah, because we, um, I kept in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically my whole mission and then after I got home I'd call you periodically yeah see how you're doing I remember and it was just a fluke that she was I knew that she was should be get home soon uh, when I called you so and I remember um, you had called me and you were in Bridgeport and you were getting ready to go home. Was yeah. that the last area you yeah, served in? Yeah, I was there for one month, right? You were in Bridgeport. And so I remember the Joneses and I went out and took you and your companion out to lunch, I think. I think there was more than you and the Joneses, though, wasn't there? I can't. Well, I, I just remember the Joneses. Yeah, and I know I, it was you and the Joneses. I think there was someone else that came, too. Maybe the Ramones. Did, did Slocum, Mary Lee come? Maybe, maybe. Maybe she did. And we went because you were going to be going home right. and so we went and took you out to lunch and that was the first time I'd ever had I don't remember even where we went oh I don't we remember went to some that. restaurant and it was the first time that I'd ever had veal <laughs> what did you order I don't even remember As some veal I don't know it's veal it was the first time I'd ever had veal well, maybe, I think they, I think back in, back there they may have had like a veal parmesan yeah maybe I think that's what it was something it was it good though that so, um, <clears throat> and it was like, it was only like, I don't know, like a week before I went home. Mm -hmm. It was right after Thanksgiving. No, it was right before Thanksgiving. It was right around Thanksgiving when you came, when you guys came. 
Okay, so then you went home, and I think Carla, and what year was that when you finished? This is 98. Okay, so then Carla came home in Nin- April, I think, 99. of 99. Right. And then her and Monica went back to Utah for a missionary reunion, and I think they met, in up, October. met up with you. Right. And then... Um, and then I came to I came out to Connecticut in around the end of October. Okay. And by this time, I think Mo- Monica had she was in Arizona, and that's when she. I met. think she was in Georgia then, at that time still. Then when she did go back to Arizona, well, when she went, to she Arizona, wasn't in Arizona very long before she before she got engaged she met her husband in arizona and she got married and then lee moved out to connecticut in december december around christmas time i remember that you drove you drove from utah to connecticut yeah and you lee lived with a family the joneses and then Very, very nice family yeah and then i remember next thing i remember is carla and lee were engaged and got married in May yep. of 2000. That's when all her problems started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, when I say her, I mean yours. <laughs> no. Yep. So. Um, That's when all your problems restarted. No. You just got things figured out. Got all your girls moved out. And here and comes Car- Lee. <laughs> and then Car- Carla moves back in, and here, here I come, and all your problems restart. No. <laughs> he was a good guy. So they found they found, they got married. and They found a, an apartment in Naugatuck. And I don't know. We had I some. Know. We had some really fun times um, in Connecticut when yeah. when we first we got married. We. Uh, it seems like we were always, um, even though you and your ex husband were divorced, we we did spend a lot of time with him. The the four mm-hmm. of us. He was he was really. Um, gracious um, taking out to dinner dinner all the time and uh, I know I worked with him for a little bit um, helping rebuild a a diesel truck that he had bought straighten a frame out Mm -hmm. and stuff and and whenever I went work for him I'd go work for four or five hours and then you know whatever amount of money he's paying me I don't even remember I didn't see a penny of it because I owed him money uh, for a down payment on a car uh, <laughs> and it seems like whatever amount of money I made, we went out and he would spend at least that much money on dinner or lunch yeah, or whatever he, for he, us. I have to say he was generous that yeah. way. He was. Um, so for all the for all the negative um, for all the negative that people have to say about him, um, he, he, he has a he lot has of a, he has a lot of he's really generous. So, he is. I will um, say that much when it. When it comes to, he'll he'll give you the shirt off his back. He's he's real generous when it comes to mm-hmm. giving. So. Um, so anyway, so. Um, but we we had a lot of good times. Yeah, I remember going and you know taking when? road trips and you know going up to different areas in Connecticut and yeah. doing different things. That was always fun. And I remember coming back. <laughs> I remember after Carla and I got married, we came back. We flew back. You were already back 
and I remember you and your ex picked us up from the airport and he's like, Oh, we got to go have dinner. And, and it seems like anytime we went, we always went and had wings. Mm-hmm. Always. Archie Moore's. Yeah. We'd have Archie Moore's a lot, but I remember when he picked us up that day, um, he picked us up and he's like, Oh, we got to go have dinner. And he took us to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Carl and I just got married, and he took us to Hooters because we had to go get wings. And I thought that was kind of funny because there's um, one right by the airport there in in uh, Hartford. So I don't. Re- I, I don't you don't remember, remember that. that? I remember no, it. I don't. And if you ask Carla, she would say she remembers it. I don't remember it. <laughs> it was pretty. Are you sure I was there? I yeah, can't remember I know you were there. Can't remember. When were you never there? When when were you ever not there? When. Well, we would leave. Know, we would I always. Would always yeah, I, well, Carla would always want me to go with them, and it's fine because I got a nice free meal. Right. <laughs> but, um, so Carla and their apartment was in Naugatuck, and then I think they gave that up and came because I still have the apartment in Seymour. Well, we decided we were going to move to Arizona. Yes, yes. So you gave up your apartment and you came and stayed there for a short bit, then we all moved to Arizona. We moved. You stayed there for well, I moved however up. long because you needed. To, you were going to well, get I'm, a bonus or I something. Moved, I came out here with you guys and then flew back. Right. Because I had to go back to work at Subway for three months because they were having a, um, a bonus that... You needed to get your bonus. I needed to get that bonus. So I flew back and lived with the Joneses, that wonderful family again. I lived there for three months and... Um, when I got the bonus, then I gave him my notice. I was moving. The to second they gave you the bonus, you're like, "Oh, by the way, yeah. I quit. <laughs> I'm moving to Arizona." <laughs> so, um, and that was in. Um, I got here on St. Patrick's Day. That was in March of 2001. Right. I moved, and um, and then you lived with us. Yeah. So we lived in Connecticut for. I don't even remember when we moved in. Um. Shortly before we moved, yeah, it was a few months. It was maybe three or four months before we moved here. Because there was that um, extra bedroom that the girls had when they were all when they were living there. Right, it was a big bedroom too. It was a big. It was the back bedroom. It was big. It had the sliding doors that went out to a little patio. It was a nice bedroom. So we lived there for a few months with you, and then when we moved to Arizona. We, you moved in with us there at that apartment. Yeah, I remember one. I remember one thing in Seymour. You had the, the back bedroom, and in the corner there, you had that leather sofa. And Lee would say to me, "Why don't you sleep overnight? Stay overnight here with us." <laughs> on the I sofa. mean, on the sofa. My my bedroom was just <laughs> right there, but Lee said, "Oh no, stay overnight with us. And come sleep over. Yeah, come sleep over. Sleep on the sofa." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did have a lot of fun. So um, <clears throat> we moved out to Arizona in March of, uh, well, we moved out and then I came back and then I went out in March of uh, 2001. Yeah. And we lived together in the uh, Wood, Wood Creek Apartments. Wood Creek Apartments. Which on, is no longer Wood Creek Apartments. On Gilbert in the 60. Yeah. We stayed there for a year and a half, I think. Yep. Yeah. And then we bought the house we're in. The yeah. Carly, now we, we, we stayed house. here for mm-hmm. how many years did we live together here? 
uh, I think four about four and a half I think because oh, wow um, I moved out well here I moved out when Kedrick was born Kedrick was born He's in 12 whatever year he was born in he was born in 2000 it's more 12 years ago so 2006 yep is when I moved out and moved into um, where I am now, the right. senior complex center. And I've been there now for 12 years because that's how old Ketrick is. And um, <clears throat> you live in the retired life, but you're yeah. not retired. I'm not retired, so <laughs> I, I'm still, still working for, um, I have two bosses. Two bosses. Both son-in-laws. <laughs> but they're great the Best bosses for, ever. Yep. Best bosses best ever. Best bosses ever. Yep. I might be a little biased by saying that, but best bosses ever. No, I will so, agree. Well, I don't know about that. I will agree. Sometimes we are. Sometimes but, we're not. Sometimes we're jerks. <laughs> well, we all are at times, but anyway. Sometimes you got to make the hard decisions. Um, so that's about it. You know, <clears throat> being a single parent, it was... Um, it was a struggle. Um, it was it was hard financially. And um, was that the hardest thing you think? It's the financial side of it. I would have to say yes because um, it wasn't it wasn't um, companionship or anything no, like that. No, it wasn't companionship at all. No, it was um, it was financially the hardest the hardest thing because. Um, Companionship, no, I, I had never remarried and actually never even dated, ne never even went on a date. Um, I devoted my, my life to the three girls. I wanted to raise them the best I could, so didn't want to bring anybody else into that situation. And um, so the hardest struggle basically was finances and having trying to have a decent car <clears throat> was that ever a question as far as you say you devoted your life to your kids that ever a question with you like that you weren't ever like it was never a question right mm -mm. that you were 100 percent committed to your kids yeah. that was that was it that was just the way it is yes absolutely because um a remark was made when i decided to divorce my ex-husband a remark was made that um, I'm going to be a divorce, a divorcee that, that has three kids and no kids will ever turn out good, you know, coming from a divorced home. And, and I was determined to never, ever, ever let that happen. So I, it wasn't a question at all. I just, me, myself, wanted to do, devote my life to raising the girls. So, was that determination? Did you learn that from your mom, dad? Where Where did that determination come from? Um, possibly because thinking back, my parents, um, again, they had a great love for one another, and they devoted their lives to their children. They were great parents. And 
the love and devotion they gave me, I wanted to give to my girls. So it could be coming from them. Um, it, it was basically the only way I knew to raise children was reflecting back on how I was raised. Right. And, you know, they went through their struggles and trials too, and as well as myself, but you don't, you just don't give up. Keep on going. And, um... It's hard to do sometimes. It is. It was hard, but I thought never, ever, ever crossed my mind where I wanted to have a different life, maybe. Um, I was very, very satisfied being a single parent and raising them. You were satisfied being a mother. Yeah. Maybe not being a single parent, a but mother. being a mother. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel um, disappointed, maybe, or kind of, why me? Why were you given this hard time? Or Did you um, ever feel that way? N- no. I can honestly say I never... I never felt that way. Was that why I was given this job to be a, a single parent or to raise three girls on my own? Why me? No, that thought never crossed my mind. You're such Mm-mm. a better person than I am. No. <laughs> no <I'm> not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a common theme here uh-uh. with, with my guests and me. There are tons better people than I am. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Yes. No, I, was, um, I was blessed with the three girls that I had. Um, Wish I wouldn't get so emotional. (laughs) But anyway, they made it easy. They did. I don't know what changed from when they left your house and got... (laughs) That's I tell you guys. um, After they got married, I... I don't know what Everything happened. went to hell once they got married. <laughs> no. They no. forgot everything they'd learned. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but anyway, um uh they made it easy for me. They were good kids. They were good they were good girls. Um they really never gave me any problems. Major problems. They were good kids. And like I say I'm the one that <laughs> That was blessed because they were so good. Um, I'm sure it was a struggle for them because of um, finances, but they never complained. They were good. And like I say, I'm the one that was blessed. And as people say, I'd do it all over again. Right. And I would. Well, most definitely. I know, here we are. They're all choosing their own lives and what they're doing. And I have 13 great, 13 wonderful grandkids. Three of them are a little better than the rest, though. <laughs> Someone's being biased over here. 
no, I've got 13 great grandkids. I'm fortunate enough to see them all the time. Right. So, so I'm the lucky one. You know, um, yes, you know, there's a plan for everyone. I guess that was my plan and did it to the best of our ability and um, it all worked out. It was a struggle, but it all worked out in the end. And I'm grateful. Maybe not the way you planned it to work out, right? Or You know, we just took day by day and um, did the best that we could and it all worked out. So, yeah. Like I say, I'm, I'm the one that's blessed and I'm grateful for them and for... You definitely had a lot of support from friends also and family. Yeah, I did. That helped I you did. along the way. When I think back, yeah, when, you know, that first apartment we had nothing and took us a little bit, but through friends and family we, we got everything we needed. Right. So it all worked out. Sure did. And I hope that um, other single parents um, just don't give up. Just keep on going. It'll all work out. As long as you have your priorities right, right? Yep. Have your priorities in order. Just have Absolutely. a goal and yep. go towards that goal, right? My, I guess that's that's yeah. that's the deal with any any struggle or any uh, hardship you have is you know have a goal of what you where you want to get and then work towards that goal and I think as long as we do that and we you know on the hard days is when it's hard to to do that but you know sometimes as we're in the midst of those hard days maybe we only you know can crawl that day. But as long as we're still pushing towards that goal, mm -hmm. that's the that's the hard part, right? It is. I can I can remember um, many times um, looking back and saying, "Oh, I don't know how we're ever going to get through this. How we're ever going to do it." And I would just get so worried. Oh, I'm never going to. Uh, and it's all so basically finances. I would say is. Oh, how are we going to do this? How are we going to pay this oil bill? Or how are we going to pay the, yeah. So what I would do is, I would say to myself, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to take the day off. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm taking the day off from all my worries. And I tried really hard to do that. And there were days I just took the day off and didn't worry about anything. <laughs> and then the next day came and here is, but um, just have the faith you're going to get there. And, you know, it, it definitely helps to have that faith and you just keep on going. Don't give up. Right. And every now and then, everyone needs a day off. So in my mind, my mind, we took a day off. Right. Didn't think about anything. Um, took the girls and tried to have fun. We did, we did a lot of fun things at home that didn't cost any money. Right. Um... 
you know, in the, in the summertime, uh, holidays, Memorial Day, Labor Day, whatever, um, food. We'd always have like a little uh, a barbecue and I always made salads and had like a potluck and the girls loved it. So we just had fun. Took the day off of finances and just had fun. <laughs> Stopped worrying about it. And yeah. Then... And that was it. But I say I'm, I was blessed and I'm grateful and I would just do it all over again. You know, my dad always says, um, you know, the things that you remember in life are not all about, you know, how much money you spent or how much money you made. It's all about the memories that you yeah. make with your kids. And, um, and, you know, looking back, you know, my dad didn't make a bunch of money. Um, in fact, the very first real job I had as an adult uh, that I worked in corporate America, I made more money than my dad ever made his whole career. <laughs> um, and so he he didn't make a lot of money. But if I look back and think about the memories that I have as a kid, it's always the memories that we had, whether it's, you know, hiking up this big mountain mm -hmm. to go look for deer or, you know, going fishing down the stream or just going out on a, you know, on a, on a trip, just going and looking at the mountainside, you know, it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to go and go hiking or do that sort of stuff. And, but yeah. those are the memories that I have that I carry with me of my childhood. And it didn't cost a whole lot of money to go do that, those things. And, mm -hmm. and so I think it's important to, to know that, you know, the things that we remember um, don't have to cost a whole lot of money. Yep. So, if you ask the girls, all their memories were just fun times we had at at home. You know, maybe friends came over, friends slept over, or whatever, but nothing that really cost anything. Flush, flushing the tape down the toilet. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, it's I appreciate you uh, agreeing to come on here and uh, it's my pleasure. share your experiences. I know it's hard for you to talk about it. I apologize and, uh, for uh, getting so emotional. Oh, no, you you won me $50 from my wife, so that's good. <laughs> I said you'd cry within the first sentence, and so I won. So that's that, but I appreciate you coming on and being so open about it. Yep. My pleasure. Thank you. So I enjoyed uh, hearing about uh, hearing about your parents and some of the struggles they had and the struggles that you had, um, you know, going through as a single mom. So I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Appreciate you being so open about it. So you're welcome. Thank you. Those of you that uh, are repeat offenders coming back and listening, I appreciate it. Those of you that tuned in the first time, you heard some uh, great stories. Um, please uh, share the podcast and tune in next time for our next episode. Thanks. Bye.